PFT Media. Hey kids, your buddy Peter. It is November 16th at around a quarter to six in the evening and we're putting the finishing touches on episode 111. Here's the thing. I started this with a no real agenda. I just kind of want to hang out and talk to my friends and get to know them a little bit. Have just a conversation with no distractions. Kind of sit in a room and talk to them one-on-one and find out kind of what makes them tick. Something that, that I felt like hadn't happened in a while is usually something going on, a band playing or a party happening or we are having a dinner party or there are a lot of people around. And I missed having just a conversation with with somebody and I figured what better way to do it than just kind of hang out with my friends and kind of pick their brain and have them pick my brain a little bit get to know them better and it's led someplace wonderful and I think it was all because of that last question I asked if you listen to the podcast before you know what it is um, but if you haven't listen to this one you'll find out what it is but because of that last question I've got to meet some truly amazing people people who make Orlando interesting people who have something to say and, and have something to do the, the artists and the poets and the 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 the, the, the people who, who make the world a better place not just Orlando but the world a better place and one of those people is Elliot who's coming on this show he was back on the show uh, back in uh, the end of last year it's episode 61 and he was working at just a really dynamite restaurant up the street from my house called Smiling Bison. They have since moved over to Sanford. And Elliot's moved uh, to a new place here in town, a place called Orlando Meats. And they are our sponsor now. And that's because of Elliot. So we figured we'd have him come in and uh, talk a little bit about where he went, what he's doing, where he's doing it, Orlando Meats. And he's got a lot to say. He was interesting back in episode 61, and he's even more interesting in this one. He's the kind of guy who who knows a lot of things about a lot of things. You can throw any topic at him, and I'm fairly certain he's going to have something to say about it. And he's funny, and he says he's not sarcastic, but I think he might be just a little sarcastic. And I honestly consider him a friend now, and I think that's because of the podcast, and I think that's really, really cool. And talking about Orlando Meats, located right on Virginia Drive, right between the Ivanhoe District and the Mills 50 District at 728 Virginia Drive. Go check them out. They're an old school butcher shop and a restaurant. And Elliot from this episode is one of the men behind the incredible menu over at the restaurant. Go in there. Check out their local beers, their amazing wine list their side items and then go check out the butcher shop bring something home they're doing holiday stuff right now if you if you're planning your holidays if you're planning thanksgiving go in there and check out their side items maybe you're not going to do a turkey get something local get some local meat or a local chicken or get some local pork and bring it home you're, you're going to be blown away by the quality it's all raised ethically within 150 miles of their shop Open six days a week every day, but Monday. Tuesday through Saturday, they're open from 10 a.m. to 7. And Sunday, they're open from 10 a.m. to 5. They serve breakfast every morning. Sunday, they're doing brunch. Got any questions, give them a call. 407-598-0700. When you go in there, tell them you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. And Little Indies. Located over in the Mills 50. District. You know Little Indies. They're right next to Will's Pub. Open seven days a week from 4 
till two o'clock in the morning. It's perfect. Couches, just kind of hang out on, art on the walls, music most nights, just a stellar craft cocktail list, great beers, great bartenders. There's an outside porch you can hang out and watch the world go by. This weekend, the 18th, Mulaco Plus, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that wrong as playing, but they're a synthesizer band, so that should be interesting. And then on the 20th, which I think is Monday, it's the Lounge Diggers, which I'm also pretty sure I'm not pronouncing right, but they're doing karaoke. Sing a song, sing along, jam with the band. And then Thanksgiving, the 23rd, who's open? Little Indies is open. Go in there, have a drink, hang out, and relax on the end of your holiday. Then do it all over again the following Friday. They are located at 1036 North Mills, right next to Will's Pub. Go in there and tell them that you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. One more thing. Don't forget about our contest. Uh, go over to iTunes. Leave us a review. Take a screenshot of it and send it on over to scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com and you'll have a chance to win a prize. You're going to have a chance to win a gift stick of it to Little Indies or Orlando Meats. It's simple as that. It's a win for you. It's a win for me. It's a win for everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. It means the world to me that even one single person out there is listening. Be nice to each other. Love each other. Hug each other. Go outside and play. All right. Take care. I love you. Peace. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for checking out episode 111 of Scatching Good Conversation. We are on the PFT Media, and I am your host, Peter. And we're like a weekly hangout, interviewee, excuse to do some drinking podcast, get together type thing. Here's what we do we find interesting people, we lure them in with alcohol, we turn off our cell phones. We turn off our computers and we talk. And in a perfect world, it becomes something interesting that we enjoy doing. And possibly you might have a good time too. If you're into this kind of thing, go over to scotchandgoodconversation.com and you can find every single one of our past episodes. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on Google Play. We're probably on some other stuff we're not even aware of. So you can find us all over the internet. If you'd like to get involved, if you want to be part of the process, if you want to be part of the conversation, give us a call. 407-965-5557. That's 407-965-35 and a seven. If the phone is not your thing, I totally understand. Scotch and good conversation at gmail.com. Odds are we will read your email on the air. Facebook group, Instagram, Twitter, follow us. If I did my math correctly, and I am not famous for my math skills, this should come out in mid-November. And you're probably going to go to a party in the next couple weeks. And you're going to need something to bring to that party. 
maybe you're planning a party. Maybe you're planning some sort of holiday get-together or New Year's Eve party or something. Either way, La Femme du Fromage, Orlando's gourmet cheese shop, handmade cheeses from around the world, from like a single slice of cheese that you can bring to a party to full-on catering. Security boards, La Femme du Fromage, located in the East End Market at 3210 Kareen Drive. Please tell them that we sent you. We've been doing return guests lately. I don't know why. We just miss these people. We miss them. And some of them are doing interesting things. Elliot. Sir. You were on episode... Uh, 61? Does that sounds right? Some, some, it was uh, the end of last year sometime. Yeah, pretty Thank, close to a year. Thanks for coming on. I missed you. Did you miss me? I did. I forgot how hard it was to not talk during all that other stuff, though. <laughs> it was. I just thought I was going to keep saying something. Well, it was funny because everybody sits down there and they're like, this is terrifying. This isn't terrible. We're just having a conversation. So you could have said something. Yeah, no, but I mean, I I think that the, the pressure's on. You don't want to say anything inappropriate, or your know, parents are here, or that you're if you're representing a company, you don't want to get in trouble it, it, or it, talk shit about the wrong people. When I edit it, I just take your mic off all that anyway. So unless you fart in the background like really loud, they're not going to hear you. Thank you for coming in. Three things that I know about you. Uh, awesome. Are what you are ready? You? Yeah, I'm good. Let's go. Well, the, the first thing is, uh, and this is probably the reason, other than you're very handsome and I enjoy your company. <laughs> I don't know about any of that. Oh, come on. You know, you're, you're just you're just a beautiful young man. Uh, you recently uh, changed your place of employment. Yeah. What are you uh, doing? Tell the kids what you're doing. So after a year and eight months, something like that, at the Bison, I left to open a half butcher shop, half lunch, breakfast lunch spot. That was uh, all responsibly sourced vegetables and meat. Full. An amazing half butcher shop, half breakfast and lunch spot. And what is it called? Uh, Orlando Meats. And where is it? It's a uh, 728 Virginia, right between Matador and uh, Santiago's. At, at a couple days ago, um, uh, Scott Joseph, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, Orlando. Uh, what, what, what he used to be right? with Orlando Sentinel, but he left to do his own thing. He has okay. a website. Food critic. Yeah. Probably one of the top food critics in in Orlando. I think that he is considered the most trusted. Okay. Well, we had, says we, that somewhere. We had Fayez in here one time, so he's our favorite. Oh, I, got, I have a kind of a story. I don't know if I can tell it on the air. I have a story about meeting Fias <laughs> just recently. Actually. We love Fias. He's one of my favorite Canadians. Uh, He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Scott Joseph uh, described your burger as, as uh, one of the best burgers in Orlando, and you just opened recently. We so did just open. You guys are just kicking it out of the park right away, right? We shot for the stars. We're uh, we're working way too much, burning the candle from the middle. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. So we're pushing 90 hours a week and, each. And, and what makes your place so different other than... I, I know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're, you're bringing in an entire brontosaurus into the back door and you're butchering it down and making delicious food out of it, right? Yeah, so every week we get a few whole animals. A cow, a couple pigs, a lamb, goat, chickens, on occasion duck. Okay. And... Um, the, all the all the really good cuts are processed and sold in the butcher shop, you know, ribeye and tenderloin or anything like that, like big old pork chops. And then anything that doesn't tend to sell well or anything that is considered an off-cut will process and use in the restaurant side. Okay. And so it's a, the synergistic behavior so that we can, the restaurant can get really, really, really good meat for cheap. Yeah. 
And the butcher can offload stuff that traditionally is not a good seller. And you're making delicious food in the restaurant and selling amazing cuts of meat and poultry in the butcher thing. And, and you're doing it at a reasonable price. And it's lo all locally sourced. Uh, 150 with, miles. Yeah. Within 150 miles of your store. That's amazing. You are, are doing the world good, young man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And, and it, I've been there. It's delicious. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I, I get excited about Orlando and the things that are going on in Orlando. And um, you guys, the word on the streets you're, is you're really good at what you do. I mean, it's it's a team effort. Edgar uh, really pulled all this stuff, the, the owner. Yeah. Um, and then Raul's doing all of a, mostly seam butchery, actually, which is making a comeback instead of the commercial cuts. What, what did you say? I'm sorry. Seam butchery? Oh, so you're following the, the musculature and the lines to get the best and most efficient cuts. Okay. Instead of the traditional cutting, which is like a bandsaw and just cut squares out of the animal. Oh, so old school. He's doing an old school. Super a, old school. With like a hatchet and a knife and a machete and stuff. Uh, maybe yeah, not. a lot of that stuff. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know a lot about He butchering. has a hatchet and a knife. Yeah, I killed a guy one time and I had, no, no, I didn't do that. But yeah, but he could do it really well, but he doesn't because he has really great meats. At, at, I don't know there. that he doesn't. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's stop this. Um, uh, and you guys have been open how long? Uh, the butcher shop's been open for a few months, and we're just about to be open for a month. Wow, that's Probably very exciting. A month and a half by the time you the just looked at your watch to see what time it was. To no, see I if have it was the, a month and a half. Oh, the, the date the, on there. Okay. okay, good for you. You, you <laughs> didn't really look at it. It was just kind it's of. It's the eighth today. Okay, well, you you knew the date. I have no idea what date it is. And um, you're online, and your hours when are you when are you open? Okay, so it's complicated. Okay, so the restaurant is open from. <laughs> 8 a.m. to God 7 p.m. damn, you get out. P.m. Tuesday through Saturday and then Sunday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. The butcher shop is open from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, Tuesday through Saturday and then 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Sunday. If the light's on, you're there. Before the lights are on. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> uh, thing number two I know about you, and all these will be, all these things will be in the show notes, and I go there. It's really good. It's like my new favorite burger. This is probably going to get dark. And I, I, I've only been once, and we just we stopped by. And well, you you texted me and said come by, and, and I, I went to the place you used to work because I wasn't aware you were doing wonderful things on your own. So and I was I was happy to go to the place you used to work. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and they were like he's no longer here. We miss him. Literally, they said they missed you. They, yeah. they they seemed like they had a longing for you. Like, really, like a, a key component of their place. I mean, it's Disney. mutual. You yeah. spend every day in the trenches with people, yeah, and yeah. you are a family. Yeah, yeah, I get it. You know. And they're, they're, it's, can we say where you were? Yeah, Smiling Bison. Smiling Bison. We went to the Sanford, and, and, and they're great, and they're amazing. And uh, I went up there, and I was very happy to go, because I, I used to live up the street from the old smelling bison location mm -hmm. and that was one of the reasons I love living here because I could get the most delicious burger up until when you opened your place <laughs> and uh, it, it's a better burger <laughs> Look, sorry bison I love you I really do but, but um it, now I, I don't have to go to Sanford anymore and I will I'll still, every time I'm in Sanford I'll go to the smelling bison but yeah, yeah I, I don't go there often uh, that thing number two I know about you is you went to Europe this year I did I know right Right. Yeah. Was that fun? <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, it's only a question, questions. but uh, yeah. So everything that we do, yeah, is fun. France does a better version of it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so, a prettier version, also. Oh, it's amazing. Like, yeah. um, so I will say one thing that nobody ever mentioned or prepared me for is huh. that at least in Paris there are outdoor urinals. 
in the middle of 300 year old parks <laughs> I had to pee so bad I was running around I was like I'm just gonna I hope I don't get arrested but I'm just gonna pee and and like a miracle there was porta potties and then an outdoor urinal and I had a choice to make I could be uptight and go use the porta potties or this weird quadrant business uh, porta potty and I stood out in the open and and surveying up on up high and yeah. I surveying a beautiful park I can't remember what park it was and then yeah. right off of the um, Sen right up the Sen River and uh, yeah I had a glorious pee at 14 degrees Celsius like it was nice you. and brisk outside I know right it was wonderful it's it's the city of lights it's a beautiful city and it's amazing and it's it's a uh, I love the United States. I win the Powerball. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm moving to Paris. We ate ourselves sick for yeah, yeah. 10 days. And uh, if I could speak better French, if the economics were viable, I would do, do expatriate you, in, a, in a moment. Do you, uh, do you speak French? Like very, very small. I can ask a few questions. I can find my way around. Can you say, listen, it's got you a good conversation? Probably not. Come on. No, no. Okay. I'm too Damn nervous it. now. No, you say it. Okay. Right. right. Uh, how many countries do you go to? Just, uh, well, we stopped by Britain, but it was like based, just the airport. Yeah, that's what you do. You stop by Britain. <laughs> just for a second. We were going to go uh, a few other places, but because the election, Katz was a little bit uh, wary about making moves. Yeah, I know. I, 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 uh, we went right after uh, Bush invaded uh, Iraq, mm -hmm. and we were walking through a market in uh, Italy, I think. Wait, which Bush, which Iraq? Uh, 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 George Bush. The, uh, the H.W.? Oh, okay. Junior, okay. yeah. And uh, did he invade Iraq? I'm a little drunk. Whatever, whatever, I mean, whatever invade. Dumb, whatever dumb thing he Military did. operation, <laughs> not war. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Okay, I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, but uh, we were walking through a market just minding our own business, and, and we, uh, I think I think we mix in. I think we're pretty good at, at you know, kind of not looking like your typical American tourist with our hands, like, all over <laughs> the place. Wildly gesticulating? Yeah, yeah, and speaking really loud. Hmm. And this lady came out from a booth in this market and screamed, uh, uh, what was it? No America, no Coca-Cola, no war. And she was pointing at us. Really? And I had the opposite. Oh, okay. Everywhere yeah. we went, um, people were apologizing for all the shit that just happened to us. Yeah. And they're like, we have our own Trump. Uh, you know, if, if Macron doesn't make it, then we have this horrible woman, and... I don't know why I'm doing a shitty French accent. I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, Say, listen to Scott's good conversation in your shitty accent. No, no, we'll get you to do that. But, um, yeah. So uh, we had a beautiful time as far as uh, American-French relations went. Nobody uh, seemed to care what nationality we were, and they, they saw that we were trying to speak French and usually failing. That's the key. Yeah. Well, That's the key to, 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 to uh, France, is if you try, they're cool. You yeah. know, and 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 everybody gets uh, not everybody, but a lot of people get uptight when they come to the United States and oh, speak our language or just get out that kind of thing. Right. But the, the French don't care; they don't give a shit. You they know? have way cooler stuff going on than what <laughs> language you speak. <laughs> There's so much more stuff happening. Culture. They don't not worried about anything like that. They they get such a bad deal. I, I no. tell everybody who is like, oh, I won't go to France because they're snooty. It's like, no. they absolutely aren't. They're Super the most cool. laid back, cool people. They got good but food it's, it's and a, art. And, one of the biggest yeah. things is that you, and I think that I, I can't speak for any other countries because I've only been to that one, but I hear that it's the same thing everywhere as long you're in their house it's, you're coming to somebody's home so you have to behave according to their rules and as long as you do they don't care but if you're acting like a jerk and you're acting asking for ketchup and, and all this other <laughs> stuff then they, they take offense their food culture is much richer than ours and yeah. it has a lot more depth so 
they take it very, very seriously, and their food laws reflect their love of food. Our food laws are, I don't know, I, I see, nannyism? I, I know that, and you know that, and 99.9% of the Scotch and Good Conversation listeners know that, but not everybody who goes to France knows that, and they go with a bad attitude, thinking that we're number one America, and, and I'm going to just show my dick in this country and be, be Donald Trump and be loud and obnoxious, and you come into somebody's house and you're loud and obnoxious, you're going to have people be rude to you, and I think that's the problem. You have a good time. You're going back. Uh, probably. Uh, I think he just said that you would move there. Yeah, no, sure. But I think we have other. We're going to go back soon, probably in the next five years. But you know, Chicago, Japan, Thailand, probably on the list Ooh, before then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, thing number three I know about you is, uh, I don't know a third thing about you because that that's somebody else's thing. You don't say the word Olay every day. I uh, don't. No. So, and here's the problem. Thing, thing number three I know about you, and it was the same thing that I knew about you on the first episode, episode 63 or whatever it was that you're 61, on. 61, I think. Yeah, is you have no presence on the internet at all. You hate the internet. I don't hate the internet. You hate the internet. No. It makes I have you an angry. Instagram. I, yeah, but you, it, it's, it's, it's pictures of, of food. Which well, is it's great. It's not pictures of food necessarily. It's, it's just weird pictures. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean... I don't have a Facebook. I just don't. I don't have time for it now. But I originally, I abandoned it. I think in two thousand seven, when you were a child, or eight. I was not. A, I was an adult. Then. <laughs> Technically an adult. I still acted like a child. But okay. okay. Um, no, they they did a press release that Facebook was going to start archiving all of your posts and pictures and everything. And okay. so I just I didn't delete it. Okay. I just changed the name and abandoned it. And uh, so that it's was out the there. Of, yeah, our, mean, our, our research team didn't find it. No, it's no, it's buried deep down. It's, it's using a reference. <laughs> it's a name referencing a show that the character was only on one episode uh, of a cartoon that is no longer on the air. Okay, great. That that I'm never going to find. Did you have a MySpace? You were in MySpace generation. My, uh, I had bands that uh, had MySpace. See, I, I never I had, had a liked, personal I, one. I liked MySpace for the bands. It was. Mm -hmm. it was and it's still out there. That's the crazy thing. Is yeah. MySpace is still a thing. I don't know who's using it. It's a ghost town over there. I still reminisce and go look at my old albums and stuff and Bandcamp and your, Facebook. Your top album. eight or whatever it was, like your top eight friends. Uh, I, I was never on MySpace. I skipped MySpace and LiveJournal. I know that those were the thing. I was a LiveJournal. Oh, and I shouldn't I, put that out there. I'm going to uh, cut that totally. <laughs> I got on Facebook <laughs> right. and uh, it... Man, I got like it's a, I never did Farmville, but I did do the what was the thing the the Farm, mafia one. I did the, you never did Farmville because you're not a 48 year old woman. I guess, <laughs> but it never like everyone I want to talk to, I talk to in real life every day. Yeah, like, that, I, that's, I have, that's the beauty know. of being a human. You can actually yeah. like not text people and have a conversation like well, this. I mean, uh, I wouldn't go to a high school reunion. Make that noise again. Uh, yeah, okay, you wouldn't go to a high school reunion. I wouldn't go to a high school reunion, and for that same for the same reasons, I wouldn't go look up all the jerks I went to. I liked high school just fine. I, I don't want to give you the impression I didn't like it, but it's over, and I have the memories, and it's done. You're a successful businessman now. I don't actually own Orlando Meats. I just I, work there. I know, but yeah, it's just still successful as hell. I'm super happy with what I'm doing right Good. now. Good, yeah. it shows. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you got a strut to you now. Uh, yeah. I have exhaustion. I have like a weird cowboy <laughs> walk because my hips are all fucked up. <laughs> um, so that was the third thing. Uh, we've done this before. And I'm sure it's exactly the same. Top three bands, singers, songwriters, or rappers. Go. So right now, I just found this guy, Good. Schaefer James. I don't know what that is. What is that? It's this, this guy. He has a really, really beautiful voice. 
and um, he uh, he plays piano and it's got like a lot of good backing vocals, tons of polyrhythms. It's not overly complicated and it's like really soulful. It's sort of reminiscent of like a calliope music if that was with uh, like parlor piano and a really really good sort of crooning style. What's his name again? Schaefer James. Okay, that sounds fun. Okay, give yeah, some that's more. real good. Obviously yeah. Primus. Okay, that you said, that, you said yeah. that last time. Yeah, uh, they're just in a constant rotation. Mm-hmm. And then Suburban Legends, I've been really into. What is that? I don't know. What that is it's either. a ska band. Okay, they're it's, just really lighthearted and fun. It's good to prep to. It's hard to be in a bad mood when listening to ska. Oh yeah, it's impossible. I don't know why that that went away. Even the sad ska music about losing your girlfriends and stuff—it's it's still kind of happy. You yeah. know, you could still kind of just—you got horns, cut a rug to it. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It, uh, I like ska, and I, I, I wish I—I I was upset when that big band thing happened around the same th- time as the ska thing happened. Yeah, and drowned it, it out. Yeah, and uh, I, and I, I think they both went away, but but the the kids don't listen to ska as much. The, kind of the, the cool kids do. Uh, you're you're a book reader, I think, if I remember correctly. Yes. Three books. You've read, you've read three books since yeah, last time you were here. Yeah, a ton. Uh, so, Awful Good, or Awful Good by uh, Chris Cosentino. Mm-hmm. What is uh, that? It's a, uh, it's a, he's a chef uh, that did, uh, he owned a restaurant called Coxcomb, and I think he has another one now. Okay. Um, he specializes in awful, like uh, innards. Ew. Yeah, kidneys, lung, all okay. that stuff. I mean, I'd, I'd eat it, but it's just, it's, my, my initial reaction is ew. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, you know, if you're But that's it. good. Yeah, and then, right. uh, so that's one. Uh Player piano. Okay, what from, is that? For Kurt Vonnegut. Okay, I, yeah, I know him. He's yeah. important. Yeah. Always. And then, um, why is that? <laughs> I, just, just like, I, 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 occasionally I'll do this thing that I yeah, realize yeah, yeah. doesn't translate well for, to podcasting. Yeah, just, yeah, and then I think it's funny. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, and Vonnegut, then, uh, yeah. hmm, last one. The Bible. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't actually have a Bible anymore. I used to read it a lot. And I got I got like eleven of them over there, uh-huh. in different languages and stuff. But uh, I don't read it either. <laughs> I know that book. I know uh, it ends. Last one. Um, shit, that's hard. Uh, it's all it's all cookbooks now. So I got uh, uh three hundred um six seasons. Oh, that's a cookbook. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a. Um, it is for so, you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's actually really good in um, when you're talking about like responsible eating and talking about um, uh, choosing to go with with hyper seasonal behavior. Okay. So you're. Uh, it basically talks about there's there. Farmers say that there's 365 seasons a year, meaning every day is a different bounty and a different variation on the said bounty. I like that. So they said, well, that's not really feasible. So six seasons really breaks it up better. Okay. You know, and there's and the Japanese people have uh, five day seasons, and they have fifteen day seasons as well. When you're talking about food, I can't for the life of me remember it. I don't want to butcher the language, but uh, the same thing goes. So you're looking at it like it's in a constant shift. So cucumbers come in, and and this thing goes out, and the cucumbers phase out. Tomatoes come in, and everything else. And depending on the soil and where you are and it's what time of year. It's a beautiful dance, isn't it? It's really intense. Yeah. <laughs> like I, a, I can't imagine, because like, like in your place, you're making your menu according to what comes in the back door. So every day we change the menu yeah. based on what we have. And it's been, I think we've done, we've been open a month and we've done 30 distinct dishes. And I, I think we have 12 on the menu at a time. That's amazing. And it's a... Uh, 
it's really intense sometimes. It's, it's grueling for you, but for me, as the guy who enjoys food and... Yeah. And That's not counting desserts or donuts. Oh, you guys make donuts, too. I fucking you do donuts. forgot about the donuts. That's insane. Yeah. You sell lard. We do sell lard. Yeah. And that other thing. Not tallow. Tallow. What is tallow? Because I didn't tallow know... Tallow is rendered beef fat. And there's a difference between lard. Lard is from pigs. pigs generally, yeah. See, I know things. Yeah. I read, I read I looked at your website. <laughs> that's cool though you sell it for yeah, people who cook with lard or tallow tallow our lard is super mild I heard it's the best lard it's the best lard I've ever had but it just doesn't have a I don't think it's going to have any of the punch that people are looking for lard punch because generally yeah people are looking for bacon lard okay or renderings really dripping your old school lard no it's, it's rendered off the animal so whatever old uh, lard. Strap, yeah yeah okay and then the tallow is a lot more expressive it's really buttery super grassy I love I love how excited you are about ta- tallow and, and lard. I always used to hate tallow. This I, tallow is good. I see. I've never had tallow. I think I had tallow. Your fries are made in tallow. Chips, yeah, chips. And they're really good too. Yeah. Um, you ever listen to the band Lard? No. It's a Jello Biafra off of uh, Alternative Tentacles. That right, they right. record label. Listen to some Lard. I will. Good. The Power of Lard is a really good record. The Power of Lard. You should listen to it in your restaurant. It might scare your customers away. Um, you. Oh, movies. Top three films. Oh. Um, Big Lebowski. Okay. Uh, I think that was on your list last time. Deadpool. Okay. De- de- yeah. <laughs> Deadpool's amazing. I, I, I went back and watched it again, and I found it annoying. Really? I don't know. I don't know what it was. The opening scene, he's just, he's just too sarcastic. So good. <laughs> I think because I'm not sarcastic at all, so I live... You're a little sarcastic. No. Okay. I come off as sarcastic, but I'm being genuine. It's just literal. It's really, really a bad thing. But it, uh, <laughs> He's not a nice guy. <laughs> blunt, I think. Brusque. That's exactly what we're looking yeah. for. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's two. And then uh, third one, seven? That's a solid call. Horrible yeah. film. Yeah. But, but horrible in the sense that it could happen. Like, Look, Morgan Freeman's in it. <laughs> I mean, that's all you need, really. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... The Brad Pitt, he's a handsome, beautiful boy. He's he's just a he's great, but I think Kevin Spacey really. Oh, is Kevin doing, Spacey, and yeah, yeah. I think I said last time, Usual Suspects. It's still Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey. Like, again, out acting everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you watch the, where he's the president? Oh, you're talking about uh, House of Cards. Yeah, I didn't. I watched the first couple episodes and I kind of lost interest. It, I think it's, it's, it's a slow burn, yeah. and, and it's got uh, the chick from A Princess Bride in it, mm. and she's still pretty to look at, and she's yeah. just a horrible, horrible human being. They're terrible. That's people. another thing. I think I have some kind of emotional issues because I can't like things like The Office, where it's like awkward humor, yeah. or people are being horrible human beings to each other, like yeah. in House of Cards or in any other aspect. It makes me physically uncomfortable. <laughs> And so that's why I don't watch things like that. But I can totally watch slasher films and anything grotesque. I cannot deal with emotional... Like, uh, you know that movie Closer? I think so, yeah. Um, uh, Natalie Portman and uh, some a bunch of dicks. Jude Law's in it. But uh, there's this one scene. Uh, I, it's, it's very vulgar. And they're talking about who's better at sex. Like this one guy. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, and that is just so vitriolic to me like it elicits a physical response like how much I am disgusted at this exchange I know it's actors I know it's a movie I uh-huh. know that this is a a uh, dramatic retelling or, or an imagination thing it hurts on a <laughs> on a really raw level to make matters worse there's a band called Kill Whitney Dead 
that samples movies uh-huh. in there. In, What's the name of the man again? Because I love that shit. Kill Whitney Dead. Kill Whitney Dead. Yeah, that's like, a great. Kill name a woman man. named Whitney. Oh, that's, that's great. Dead. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she, uh, they, they have this one song. I can't remember. I think it's a. Uh, Duct tape and death threats. Playing the song, but, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, yeah, no, it's sure, good. But uh, yeah. it goes, it plays that line in the beginning, and it's just like every I've heard it hundreds and hundreds of times. I love that album. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like my spine turns to glass, and it just it's horrible. And uh, yeah, so I think that's why I can't deal with House of Cards. I can't deal with um, any of the like the hostile takeover movies. Oh yeah, yeah. where this this power hungry like uh, Machiavellian asshole is doing stuff <laughs> because I can't. I don't want to be even witness people being bad to each other on an emotional level. Physical violence, totally okay with it. It's screwing people over that just. Ugh. That's nice. I think that says something about you. I'm not sure what it what it says. I I, I can't figure that my, out. My weird mushy feelings. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> weird mushy feelings. Um, your first question, and you said you'd been working on these for months. Okay, so this I is have, weird because I just asked you to come on the podcast again, like three. Yeah, weeks but ago. if you remember, I've been weaseling and trying to weasel my way in here since just after okay. I did the last one. Yeah yeah. Okay, so <laughs> hit me. I'm afraid of this. So I have five. Okay. Well, but okay. But the hardest one. Just there's go. a couple. Th- oh, the hardest one first. Sure, sure. That's that's what this is all about. Make me uncomfortable. Your wife's gonna listen to this, so get ready. Okay. What was the one aspect of marriage people warned you about that you didn't believe would happen to you? Yeah, okay, so for example, everyone says like, oh, after like a couple years of the honeymoon phase, you stop fucking all the time. And you're like, nah, I love this girl. We're going to fuck every day. Okay. That, that always happens to everybody, but... Well, we we were together for 10 years. Nine, so nine, all that stuff had already happened. Yeah. No, well, no, no. We, we fucked this morning. No, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> all the things that happen to married couples typically within the first five years have already happened before you sign any paperwork. I I, I think maybe... I, I don't know. Like, I, and I, I, I... If you listen to the podcast as a whole, I, I'm a fan of my wife. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I... Uh, I think we have like a really amazing relationship and, and obviously there's ebbs and flows and there's times when I'm sure she's super mad at me and I, I'm occasionally irritated at her because <laughs> she's in that, that room right there and she's listening. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, uh, it's pretty much exactly the same as it was for the most part since we've been married because we were together so long yeah, we were yeah. almost sort of already hit a anyway. stride yeah like we like we had figured it all out I, um, and these these questions are always kind of like I'm just going like stream of consciousness yeah, yeah, off the yeah. top of my head so it, it sounds like I'm bullshitting but I try to be as honest as I can because this was part of the process for me was like I love the fact that people come up with questions and I just was just going to spit shit out and it might be wrong and it might be a lie and it might be the truth and I'm just mixing it all together so free like, association if, if I say something bad I can go oh I was lying so um, I, I don't think much has changed for the most part except for like I have insurance now and uh, if she dies she got a life insurance policy which is really cool I, I don't I don't want her to die <laughs> but I want her to not be alive anymore <laughs> no no <laughs> no <laughs> I haven't thought of that uh, uh, no I, I would miss her I would be I'd be a mess devastated I understand I, I would I would I would I would probably four hundred thousand dollars though. We, we, we have a million. We, a with, million <laughs> within a week. 
the house would be gone like the bank would own it and I'd be naked covered in feces in the front lawn and you guys would have to come and adopt me you're there yeah, yeah we so. have an extra bedroom now we just moved yeah okay cool um I, honestly I don't, I don't think a whole lot has changed what was the question <laughs> it was what was the thing that you didn't believe was going to happen to you that everyone says happens to every marriage I don't know like, did you, I think you stumped me. Good, good going. But, I, but the, the, the thing is, I, I was so prepared, like because I, I, I was very aware who we were as a couple. Like we, we had, it was nine years. We were together nine years before we got married, and the most, a good chunk of the reason we got married was just health insurance. Health insurance, and and, and she was aware that if something happened to her I would be homeless but if something happened to me she would be totally fine so she wanted to take care of me that's good and the other thing was uh, and I've talked about this a bit on the podcast my dad was sick and he really wanted her to be a Von Taborski hmm so it's so easy to spell right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah obviously uh, he, he really wanted her to be like like part of the family right. and that, that's one of the reasons that we got married was she would be technically part of the family she's officially the smartest person on, on paper mm-hmm. and, and probably the smartest person we're not a, a bright group of people no. uh, um, she's the, the smartest person in the family with the, the Von Tversky last name uh, I, I hate to tell you but nothing nothing's changed for the most part hmm. sorry <laughs> I, it was just a you know <laughs> no, I, thought no, no. Be a, I thought it'd be a good Got to got to try hard. Not necessarily revealing, but it would be something that, that a good train of thought to get started. Plus, the prospect that your wife would be outside listening to this would make you feel uncomfortable. So you were trying to make me uncomfortable. I like that. A skosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, question number one for you: What's the creepiest thing that society accepts as a cultural norm? Booze. You think so? I mean, okay, so. Uh, going back real quick I, I stumbled upon this Prohibition documentary I watched it I used to I mean I still do hate the idea of the Christian women's temperance movement which is responsible responsible because I think you should be able to do whatever drugs you want yeah um, I'm sure they're a lot of fun to hang out with I don't yeah, yeah. a bunch of drips <laughs> just but <lay> there. <laughs> I don't agree with Prohibition in the slightest for any drug yeah, yeah. I mean, all drugs should be legal heroin yeah okay I mean okay so in the, in the countries where they've legalized all drugs yeah, crime yeah. rate has dropped they have programs in place that uh, help, help people, people get off with drug problems. You yeah. can go, I think it's uh, Switzerland. You can go twice a day, get a shot of dope. They help you get a job. They help you get a place to live. They get you off dope. Fuck Paris. Let's move to Switzerland. It's really hard to, <laughs> it's, it's really hard to uh, naturalize there. Yeah. but Because um, all the heroin. Yeah. It's the heroin. So, but it's medically pure heroin, and they give you a place clean needles and all this stuff. It and great. it helps people. It's actually a program for rehabilitation as, instead of a... It's not a party. Punitive. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> I mean, it. it shouldn't be. <laughs> okay. But, um... Uh, oh, so booze. Uh, booze is one of those ones that uh, it's very rare... That it actually does something positive. No, I mean, yeah. Um, I was a bad drunk. Okay. Was not good at it. Blackout. Too much. You know. And so I stopped. Uh, and I haven't been a daily drinker for quite some time. I have an occasional beer, wine, or whatever. Yeah. Now, after a few years of total abstinence, um, I kind of got it. My wife is really good at booze. Yeah. So she knows all the wines and things. So... I, I'm called upon to taste and compare. She knows all the wines and things. She knows all the wines and things. She knows a lot about liquor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then, uh, of course, whenever we go to any of our friends' restaurants, we have to have Fernet, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I don't know. What is Fernet? 
Fernet is a digestif. Oh, I know that. Yeah. 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 It tastes like a medicated Band-Aids. It's like at 18% first, alcohol or 22 or something. It's like 80. Okay. It's just a lot of booze. Okay. Then I was So it tastes old. like, it. Ta- there are Amoros and digestifs that are low, and cordials that are low ABV. Yeah. I'm going to get this all wrong, but I'm it's working okay. on the I best I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just acting like I do. But Fernet is incredibly, I think it's 80 proof, not well, 80%. Is this, 80 Fernet is just a, a, another excuse for rich people to get even more drunk at the end of a meal. Yeah, I mean, but okay. it actually does help you digest. Like, if, you, if you're if you really uncomfortably full, like Americans tend to get... Always like that. Take a shot of Fernet, uh-huh. maybe a little espresso, sure. a burp, and just everything's good. Sounds great. It's great. Okay. But yeah, so I, I didn't drink for a long time, and then I occasionally would have a beer and whatever. Um, and then I totally forgot what the hell it was. I don't know. No one knows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what was the question? I have no idea. It's on the floor. Hold on. No one knows. Okay. So, something about food or booze or something. Uh, oh, the most despicable thing that people that oh, yeah, society yeah. considers. Uh, so, anyways, the. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. I think the alcohol yeah. is one of those ones that so rarely is a positive. Yeah. Uh, aspect, it's terrible. But it's, it's so entrenched it's fun, that nobody though. can really say anything. You've yeah. never heard of a guy crashing his car uh, high on weed. No. Never speeding and beating the shit out of people, beating the hell out of his wife. Yeah. None of that stuff happens when you're high on weed. No. Um, the can the same can't be said for alcohol. No. And to that end, like a so, I won't say who, but one of one of the people that I work with was out partying all last night till six thirty in the goddamn morning, getting drunk. I don't work with you. No, okay. and maybe you were as well. But yeah. then we—he had to come into work at eight o'clock in the morning. Ooh, smell! And no, he was fine. He didn't smell or anything. But he—he uh, he was just ragged. And I don't know what the drive is to continue that behavior. But I, a lot of my quitting drinking was the hangovers were so incredibly terrible. It's no fun. Yeah, the it's you're borrowing today's fun for tomorrow or to tomorrow's fun today, and you just pay for it. It's yeah, awful. Um, I mean, I got blackout drunk uh, at a Super Bowl party a couple of years back. It was like that the seems last really unlike drunk. you. Do you enjoy sports? No. Okay. <laughs> My wife dragged me there. Okay. Um, Does your wife enjoy sport? Parties? No. Okay. Social. Social. I study. feel like everybody at a, at a Super Bowl party gets blackout drunk. I didn't the last one I went to, but the one before that. Was there good beer at the Super Bowl party? I was drinking Fernet. Okay. And right. only Fernet. <laughs> um, it was a fancy Super Bowl party. <laughs> I, I, we brought a bottle. Okay. But, um... <laughs> There was like five bottles of Fernet at this party. It's a very, it's a very serious thing. I need to change my Super Bowl crowd. <laughs> There's usually pretty good wings at a Super Bowl party. We had but, wings and sausage, yeah. and, yeah. but but there was a full bar. It was at a restaurant. Oh, okay. Can't say which one, but okay. Um, that was the last time I got seriously drunk, and I was sick for days after this. And I didn't act out. I didn't do anything bad. I did puke. Right outside the bed. That's funny. Uh, I'm not a, a day puker, so like after I puke and at night, I'm good. I'm done. I'm a total day puker. Really? Oh I'm God. fine. I, I just can't. I can't puke at night at all. Like I, it all just waits until like eight thirty mm-hmm. in the morning, and then I'm, I'm puke boy. I've, yeah. Have you ever sat in the tub and puked naked and in peed? the tub? It's like you, here's a pro tip, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before because if you're drunk, everybody goes for the toilet, right? Mm-hmm. And why would you stick your face in the toilet? That's where shit goes. Your dick goes there, and your butthole goes there. And well, common courtesy, you don't want to puke in the. It's my house. I can puke wherever that. I'm puking uh, your chair. You gotta clean noodles out of the goddamn tub. I, but but I, I uh, the 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 tub is a huge space that's made for cleaning. 
I can throw up in there and then just turn the shower on. So you're just bad at puking? No, I'm great at puking. I'm not, I'm not. But you shouldn't need such a wide target. But what I was saying was there, there was a time in my life when I was so sad that I was hungover and puking naked. And, like just puking on myself at the shower coming and just pee running down my legs and the water and tears and it's, no. it's, yeah it's um question number two all right uh do you think this is i, I pick weird questions for you do you all think right. american people should know that their neighbors own more than one handgun uh so i um i used to own handguns okay a couple and i had a shotgun and you seem like a shotgun guy to me i so, so I don't know at what point I, I, I sold all that stuff. And at some point between then and now, I just am terrified of guns now. I used to be totally comfortable, yeah. totally happy. Did you come no from gun people? No. Okay. No, I just, I was, I, from a kid, I was, loved the idea of guns. They were cool looking, you know, whatever. It was great. And uh, I, so I got some guns when I was an adult. Yeah. When I first became an adult. And uh, I played with them for a while and then I ended up selling them. And because uh, I was broke and I needed to get rid of it, and I didn't need guns for any reason. Okay, sold them in a car, like on the streets. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I legal sales, but okay. um, bills of sales and protect myself and all that because they were used in a crime. Yeah, yeah. but um, it's the right way. Uh, so in that interim, whatever whatever happened, I maybe became a real adult or finally, but I just don't find that attractive at all. Like I, I can't. I don't like being around them. It just it creeps me out. Like, is it so? It's not that it's dangerous. It's that it's so powerful yeah. of an instrument, yeah. that, and it's it's permanent. Whatever happens with that thing is permanent. You know what I mean? Like if you can, even if it's it's just to get grazed, you're gonna have a bad scar from getting shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I do have one one weird story. I was at uh, a you shoot get shot. Straight. Tell me, you got shot? No, no, no. Okay, I was no. at, I was at shoot straight, and um, that, that's the place where everybody kills himself. In Castleberry? Yeah. yeah okay. The, the, the That's monsters. a horrible thing I just said. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's accurate. It's technically like accurate. Three people have killed themselves there. That's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, it's too uh, many. I feel like you, you lose your business license if more than three people commit suicide in your place. Shoot so, straight. A new so sponsor on Scotch and Good Conversation. Go ahead. Don't kill yourself there. So. <laughs> Zero suicides since 2017. Awesome. Okay. So uh, I was at Shoot Straight, and I had a uh, PT-247 Pro, which is a Taurus. It's a, it sounds really cool. It's a cheap... You got cheap. the word pro at the end. Yeah, it's a cheap yeah. Brazilian gun. So it's I not a pro Brazilian. gun. No, it's okay. Not. But they put it's like pro. a Glock ripoff and whatever. Anyways, Glock uh, good name for a hardcore band. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So yeah. uh, I was uh, I was shooting uh-huh. and I had a misfire and uh-huh. part of this gun's uh, features or whatever is that you have a second chance on the same trigger pull so That's like you nice. fire once and if it doesn't fire you can fire again and the, the hammer will still drop okay and so i fired again nothing just a dry click and so i was like okay and i you know just clicking just or nothing's happening and so being a safe gun owner okay you're supposed to set it down on the thing so as soon as my hand <laughs> as soon as my hand is like an inch away from the table in the, front of me the pro it, gun did something bad it goes off <laughs> and the it just I didn't have a tight grip on it no. and I, I'm just shaking <laughs> and terrified and I think I maybe I'm shot there's no one else in the just shooting range a little bit yeah, yeah and the the casing flew off out of the gun hot smoking against yeah. the wall and I it just flew by my face uh-huh. and and I, I was unheard it was already always down range and I'm everything. really glad you were unheard fine but I, I yeah. literally just stood there facing away from, from down range and just like alright fuck I am I am done for today I, I, I 
I packed up everything, and that gun was the last one, and I emptied the, ch- <laughs> All the, the chamber. All the called you pussy. Uh, I don't give a fuck. I don't care what they think, man. That shit was, it was taxing on an emotional level to deal with that. And uh, that was probably the last time I've ever been to a, uh, a shooting range. You know what's crazy? Is on a regular basis, you, you work with like samurai knives that would just slice the end of the tip of your finger off and I, you're not afraid of I those. I cut the tip of my finger off all the time. <laughs> yeah, but but, but so like the pro gun made a, yeah. made a boo-boo noise and you got scared. But, I'm, I'm but that's, not, that's the right thing. That, yeah. That's, yeah. It's, it's also much more traumatic for me anyways. Like if you get a cut... You feel it, and this is the worst part, you feel the knife go in you, that's shitty. And then it hurts, and the muscles bruise underneath, and then there's a healing process and whatever. I've never been shot. (laughs) They say that when you get shot, it burns like a motherfucker, it hurts, you have to go to the hospital, you have to tell people about it, the cops are going to get involved. Like, there's so much shit involved in just gun misfiring, and if if you shoot yourself in the foot... It's funny on so many levels. (laughs) Yes, it's horrible, though. And... Like a, I, it's not my story to tell or whatever, but I heard a story of a kid, oh, uh, a kid accidentally shooting one of his friends in the face, and I was, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with this fucking kid that he's holding a gun? But I, I remembered when I was a kid, uh-huh. uh, this kid Justin that I was friends with would fucking pull out his dad's assault shotgun, a semi-automatic shotgun, and just Justin's, run around the house with it. Justin's a dick. Well, I don't, I don't know whatever happened to him, but his dad certainly didn't get a good tight grip no. on his gun. So, um, but yeah, I, I could have very easily been uh, the same kind of victim because this motherfucker was just running around with a gun, a big gun. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like guns. Anymore. So no more guns in your house. But I, I would never tell anybody that they couldn't have a CCW or whatever. I will say when I lived in uh, Arizona. Concealed weapon something something. Yeah. Okay. A concealed weapons permit. Okay. But uh, I would never, but I, when I was in uh, Arizona, okay. is open carry, and that is disturbing. Yeah, I, I, it's the wild west out there. Because, no, because there's guys that look like scumbags with a gun on their hip. And I'm like, cops should have guns on their hands. Can they carry two guns, like I, old school style? Probably. I That's cool. I'm, that. I'm moving to Arizona. I'm going to be a cowboy. Yeah. I, I, uh, question number three for you. And this is kind of a foodie question. There are some foodie questions here because you're a food guy. Uh-huh. Uh, if grown in a vat, would you eat human meat? We so discuss, we, went, we went over this We discussed before. this earlier. There are a couple aspects that I take issue with. Okay. So you're, you're looking at one... Grown uh, in a vat, though. So this is science human meat. It's not coming from the flesh So it's just human cells? Yeah, I, I guess. I don't write the and questions. And it's fed like some kind of nutritive solution yeah, or something? It's not a hobo. Yeah, well, I don't care if it's a hobo. Is his diet good? Was it killed humanely? Did it live a good life? It's a hobo. But, okay. th- th- but it's not a hobo. This is this not is, a hobo. It, it's, it's science meat. So science meat. So there's this uh, Impossible Burger, right? Which is supposed to be really good science meat. Okay. And they're uh, Alton Brown endorses it and stuff. And there's who's Alton Brown? Seriously? Oh yeah, he's the guy we just talked about earlier. No, Good Eats. Uh, Alton Brown was a. You just uh, gave me the stink eye. No, I mean everybody knows about Alton Brown. I no. don't. I'm not very smart. So that's no, why I have people come to my house. Not about me intelligence. Shit. Okay. Exposure to pop culture. I don't ever leave this room. You, you've enough. been to my house. I don't. Yeah. I go. I go to. I go to Orlando Meats. Mm. I go to Red Light, and I come home. That, that's so Alton pretty, Brown is this guy. Femme du fromage. Oh, sure. Yeah, Tonda. Okay. Um, so, uh, Alton Brown is this guy that uh, he's he's a like a real big nerd. I, I think he would embrace that idea. Like I'm a nerd too. Okay. But um, he went to culinary school as a way to have a good cooking show. He produced a cooking show called Good Eats. It got picked up by Food Network at one point. 
and um, it's been on there ever since that went off the air. He also did a slew of other stuff for Food Network. He's written a few books. That being said, he's not like a, a restaurateur. He's just an all-around nerdy guy that's into food. Okay. And he, he had a show about food. He's also done Cutthroat Kitchen, which I'm not a huge fan of, but... Was that the thing on the Esquire mag, uh, uh, network? I don't know anything about Esquire. Okay, there's like the maggots. You're right. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a while since I gave one. Go ahead, hit me. So, uh, that the Alton Brown. What? Oh, oh, so the, the human meat thing. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd give it a try. Me too. I, I think so. Like the, the biggest thing is, is it, is it something that you would want to do... Is it is it financially viable? Does it taste good? Are you just doing it out of curiosity? If so, I mean, why continue after... You know what I mean? So the scientists taste it. Do they think it tastes good or are they just being weird? Yeah, yeah I'd give it a try, but I don't assume that it would taste any better than regular people meat, which apparently not that great. And it makes you smell bad. Okay, so you know eating regular people meat makes you smell bad? No, but I... I oh, yeah, that. There's an enzyme in uh, in human musculature, and I mean in their bodies in general, that uh, we can't... That humans cannot digest. I can. Okay, just you. Okay. Just the Von Taborskis can digest. No, my wife can't. Oh. Okay. <laughs> By cool. marriage only. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, she... So uh, it, you stink like it, it comes out in off. your sweat. Okay. Right when you when you eat people. It's sweat sweat. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Okay. It's apparently gross. Good enough. I guess so. Um, your second question, please. All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, if you could make one aspect of your body superhuman as a result of a penis. Sorry, go ahead. I just you didn't let me finish. I know, but I, it's always the answer is always penis. Fair it's enough. Funny. Yeah. As a result of a physical deformity, well, not penis. Yeah. yeah. What would it be? Um. So the the crux of this question being that you have to, you can get superpowers, but you have to have a grotesque or otherwise malformed body part. Oh, um, penis would be funny. Bones in it. Uh, oh, that's a convenient. <laughs> um, maybe not. I, I'm not sure sure it's horrible having sex with me um i I would say uh, i seem fun can i can i see through walls and shit yeah any superpower i'm not limiting your creativity but that that seems annoying i think i feel like like uh seeing through walls would be just irritating after a while do you have to always I don't know. I don't know the rules. It's your question. It's your, yeah. it's your imagination I, that's doing this. See, this is what I like doing because I always say, like, it's about perception, how you no, yeah. perceive the question. And now I'm throwing it around you and you're making rules on my, my perception. I'm questions. not making any I know. You, you, that's why I like hanging out with you. Um, I'm going to go with... I, somehow I'm skydiving, okay? Mm-hmm. Which I would never do, but... Yeah, and, either. Yeah, yeah fuck I, that. It's stupid. And and I come crashing, and my legs are crushed just into powder, right. and I get cool kangaroo legs implanted yeah. on me, and I can bounce super-duper high, like I, so I can bounce from place to place. I'm going bouncy boy. Superhuman bouncy boy. All right. So destroyed legs equals uh, super superhuman jumping Superhuman bouncing boy, yeah. All right. Yeah. Do, can I have a tail? If you want, yeah. Okay. I don't know why that would result be the result of uh, skydiving. Don't, don't kangaroos have have a tail? They're for balance, yeah. yeah but I'm yeah, saying, they, how would that be out I, of the skydiving? It's your stupid question. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> no, enough. No, I, I think my tailbone would would grow, and I'd have those. It'd be weird, smashed and then like a yeah, rubberized. Like, from the hips down, but my penis is fine, just for reference. Bigger, bigger, yeah. in fact. Yeah, sure, because of the bone. Yeah, yeah. Hey, kids, <laughs> um, <laughs> have you heard the holidays around the corner? And odds are that uh, you've got a craft beer lover on your list. That because everybody's into the craft beer, and I now and uh, 
you, you want to get them some, something special. Red Light, Red Light has all your holiday shopping needs. They've got 26 rotating taps, two traditional beer engines for uh, cast-conditioned ales. They have 300 different bottles and cans. And what they can do is just go in there and say, I've got a craft beer lover on my list. And they can build you a six-pack. And it's not just the kind of stuff you can get at uh, Total Wine or ABC or whatever beer places near you. They've got stuff that you're never going to see anyplace else from all around the world. Go into Red Light and you can have a beer. Drink a beer. It's going to be delicious. And then you can do all your shopping there. And and let's say you know nothing about beer and, and you, you just, let's, let's say you uh, you drew a name out of a hat at work and you, you knew this person's a beer person. Get them a gift card from Red Light Red Light. They are located at 2810 Kareen Drive in Orlando in the beautiful Audubon Park Garden District. They're open seven days a week. Red Light Red Light, tell them that we sent you question number four for you. If you had to redesign humans, how would you make them better? So physically first, you got to get that butthole away from the genitals. <laughs> Just Especially on the girls. No. I mean, I'm not going to get too... I mean, yeah, I yeah. see my parents are going to... I don't... All right. Wait, fuck it. So there is not an inch of skin on my wife's body that I won't put in my mouth. Okay. For the record. Good for you. <laughs> what a loving husband you are. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if that has anything to do. I do love my wife, but I don't think they're, you know, necessarily yeah. related. Yeah. Um, she's a very clean girl. I've seen her. She's incredibly beautiful. Okay. I know. You, you're lucky. We, we married out of our leagues. Go Agreed. ahead. But um, so you want to uh, get the ability to breathe and eat at the same time. So right. if your esophagus for your mouth is clogged, then your breathing hole, your blow hole, so to speak, is not encumbered by said things. You don't choke as often like you're, whales have. You're thinking of new and better ways to have oral sex, aren't you? I mean, I, I yeah. don't think it would hurt. <laughs> go, go ahead. I, uh, I appreciate that. Okay. So basically all the stupid ways that we can die somehow stop <laughs> you from biting your own goddamn tongue once a month. Okay. Uh, that would be good. Uh, and then on an emotional level, I think the ability to compartmentalize logical and emotional uh, actions would be would give us the ability to, to jump forward <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, I think I think that's one of the only issues given humanity's um, uh, intellectual and emotional state. But physically, there's a lot of pitfalls. Also, uh, the ability to deal with uh, cholesterol in a more efficient manner. That'd be nice. Maybe don't love Oreos so much. We would also accept no more periods for girls. Isn't that an important part of the menstrual cycle? I'm not having children. I don't care. Oh, I mean, but but there's more than just oh, you. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> got to think more globally. More, more than just me. Yeah, that's a little solid. <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> I said we. That's uh, a good conversation. No, I mean, I still might. See, here's what I love about you, Elliot. Huh. You, the last podcast, episode 63, I think we right. decided to... Uh, Something like that. Yeah, I asked about Noah's Ark, hmm. and it was almost as if you knew I was going to ask about Noah's Ark, and you talked about Noah's Ark and the, how impossible it is for Noah to have an ark. For ten minutes, it seemed like it. I can do. I don't know where you got the bullshit that you got out of Noah's Ark. It's not bullshit. I I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But but it's it's. I don't know how you knew I was going to ask about Noah's Ark. I didn't. I I designed these questions to put you off, and you. It it seemed like you knew I was going to ask that question. I love you. Uh, Question number five, and these are food related questions. All right. Okay, because you're a food guy. Okay. Uh, True or false? And you just answer true or false for some of these. Okay. Uh, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Yes. Really? 
Yeah, I mean, um, I think that Food Network kind of fucked up the cooking game for a lot of people because they were given the impression that you could just be a chef uh-huh. at a culinary school or whatever. Yeah. I mean, but, th- but that was the thing. You and guys then, speak French. I can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's more that it's hard. and it's, So, um, if you don't like cooking, if you don't absolutely adore the idea of being sort of shat upon by your betters <laughs> and, and punished constantly and hurt sometimes by your own actions yeah. generally speaking and then and just getting burnt constantly and sweating and having taint rash like you know nobody talks about that shit but you, your your thighs and your your boxers might bind up with sweat and then just rubbing constantly you have a rash you work 15 hours a day and you just have to deal with that so you're limping like an old man okay not because your bones necessarily hurt which they will yeah but because your crotch is one giant rash might not but yeah you're right i i was just thinking about the temperature <laughs> i didn't realize there was uh, Crotch ratch. Crotch ratch. I mean, the kitchen that I'm in now is like a, in the high 80s, but the the bison in Orlando was about 120 degrees on the that's grill too station. Hot. Yeah, that, that's, that's and, very uh, hot. It's the very one warm. in Sanford, I think, was like 108. Okay, uh, uh, thing number two. Um, uh, one bad apple doesn't spoil the whole bunch. True or false? On a, yeah, I mean, on a biochemical level, it does. <laughs> 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 I, I was going to go, yeah, it doesn't at all. So so if we get a match of apples and yeah. there's one bad apple up there with a worm in it and kind of a little rotten, it spoils everything? Well, not the worm necessarily, but as soon as putridity sets in on one, it's going to, those bacteria are going to jump. Yeah, okay. So, I What mean, about all the ones at the bottom of the batch? Can we make something with them? Can we make cider or something? I mean, even if molds occur, you're just, yeah, you can you can make you can ferment. I, are you speaking allegorically? Like, is it a bad people or you're the weirdest guy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least it comes naturally. No, no. Um, so the answer is yes, true. Yeah, it does. One bad apple does spoil the whole bunch. Given enough time, yeah. Michael Jackson was wrong. Uh, there are no bad ingredients, only bad chefs. True or false? There are a bunch of bad ingredients. Okay. Right? <laughs> uh, there's, my, a there's a ton of bad chefs, too. I don't want to give you that. I'm a bad chef. Uh, I mean, professionally <laughs> speaking. Okay. But yeah, no, there, there's a ton of bad ingredients, things that just shouldn't have ever been brought into existence. We were talking about human flesh earlier. No, I mean, that's fine. Okay. But, you're, you're, um, you eat a hobo. Sure. Yeah, okay. whatever. Um, my, my, my wife came up with this one. A woman's place in the, is in the kitchen. She wants to be there. Okay, that's the right answer. Um, and the last one, uh, true or false, too many chefs uh, spoil the broth. Maybe. Okay. So, so here's the thing. You have it depends on the skill level. So there's this there's this book called uh, uh, Sea and Smoke. Sure. Right? Gee, it's what? About, sea and Smoke. Sea and Smoke. Yeah. Smoke. It's, a, it's about it's a it's a cookbook that uh, from the Willows Inn on the on the West Coast on an island in off Seattle. Okay. Um, that sounds like a great place, and I yeah, don't know if Seattle sounds like the coolest place in the world. Apparently amazing. I've never been out there, but I've read the book. Okay. And. Um, so they had the, they, there's a story in there about all these sh- amazing Pellegrino top five motherfuckers, all these amazing chefs coming in, like the best chefs in the world, not James Beard, Michelin star, Pellegrino, these lists. Yeah. And um, and apparently they did this dinner together with one day's preparation and just had a grand old time. And and there was a there was a Michelin star chef that came and did dishes that he was just he just ran the dish pit and it was yeah. But so that's the thing is that it. People tend to muddle the group. Like, a, so when you're doing like a school project uh, in school, like a, a class project, okay, that group is dictated by the weakest link. So if you have a bunch of Michelin star chefs, a bunch Me. of pellet, yeah, yeah, then then you're totally fine. There's no such thing as a weak link there. But if you have one asshole in the group, Me. I don't know. I'm a bad. I say on a professional level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because family cooking is is fundamentally different. It's but. 
No, it's good. No, it's uh, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> you're too hard on yourself, man. No, you you have, you have a, you come from a family of cooks. Yeah, but not professional. My dad was the only professional. I'm like you and your wife. She doesn't cook professionally either. She's yeah, a she's but a she cooks house. better than I do. Yeah, I mean, probably, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has an amazing palate. That's one of the things that if, as soon as you know what you want to make happen, uh-huh. it's a lot easier to make that happen. But if you don't know what the fuck you want, then how are you supposed to make it? I don't work? know what I want, and I do the complete opposite of what I want, and yeah, yeah which doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. Question number six for you. Congratulations. You've been, been uh, appointed to come up with the new slogans for different countries. Okay. okay. All of them? There's like 200. No, no, no. There's just a couple. So okay. you, you quick off the top of your head. Uh, slogan for Denmark. Go. Uh, you can't come here. Okay. Uh, a slogan for uh, Ireland. We have Guinness. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Gingers. <laughs> we'll glass you in the face. Sure. Jameson. Yeah. Um, um, a slogan for New Zealand. Uh, we did Lord of the Rings here. Peter oh. Jackson came one time. Also, we would accept one of the best podcast listeners for Scotch and Good Conversation. Uh, oh, yeah, you told they, they know you shit, right? Yeah. Slogan for Canada. Uh, better than America by a, <laughs> by a cunt hair. Okay. Slogan for the United States. We're trying. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about our president. Yeah. Uh, slogan for Germany. This one might be messy. Go. Even with Hitler, still better than America. <laughs> okay. Uh, slogan for Mexico. Better than... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Super corrupt. You can okay. get away with murder here. Okay. And China. I mean... Man, our food is awesome. We, we do the stuff we're supposed to do. We're kind of like ants, lack of motion. I don't know. No, they're, they're fucking great. <laughs> they're going to fire you, dude. Okay. No, no. Okay, so th- that being said, like, that's one of the things. It, it's, always, it's always done with derision, but you have to understand the amazing beauty of those old cultures where they're not egocentric, where they really do understand that the greater good is better than the needs of the of the one and they, uh, I, they I work in unison yeah. Yeah, and they yeah. do the right thing and morals and 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 personal regard for morals are, are held so high you would never fucking steal because you would bring dishonor on 10,000 years of your relatives you, you'd be the worst person in a line of 10,000 years or or even in in you know you you don't steal you don't lie you don't cheat people yeah. because your family will fucking you know what I mean you'll you bring dishonor and answer me this and I'm just I'm from what little I know about the chef world and the, the kitchen world is that what the kitchen's like the kitchens are one of the last meritocracies and that's one of the things that's so attractive to a lot of people that are are literal moralists where, where you think that the right thing is the right thing and that there's very little gray area um, when you're talking about uh, you know food safety and, and the right thing to do for a, for a, for a guest and those kind of things, um, the idea of flavor is much more loosey goosey. There's not necessarily a right answer, but there's a ton of wrong answers. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, like moral relativism, moral relativism aside, um, I do think that kitchens are one of the most morally and ethically pure places, and and because. Only the ideas matter. The people don't matter at all. They're interchangeable. It's the the, the breadth of the kitchen and the team that makes a, a dish happen that really speaks to the, the height of, of human achievement and, and obviously biased towards kitchens. But <laughs> but I like it, I, I I was thinking about it not too long ago. But but the the Seth and I and we're the only two in the kitchen at the at this time. But. 90 hours a week each yeah. exhausted weird headaches that I've never experienced before and everything hurts and it's that what 
what else can we just put a little bit, just a few more hours, so that we can do finish this one more dish, or we can we gotta. How get can this I make right. this even better? A little bit more. Yeah. If I could just work a few more hours, I can do this better, and that's the drive. And there's something so pure about that, and, and whether it's coming from from a, a need to please or or some kind of uh, self congratulation bullshit, it really is irrelevant. It's more about I want to do the best thing physically possible. And I will give every single ounce of my being, even if I feel like I'm dying, even if I feel like my feet are going to explode and I, I'm bleeding and just tape that shit up and you keep going because the, the idea of disappointing the customers, your the service staff, the, the owners, the manager above you is soul crushing. and. And it, because this whole team is built around the group, and so nobody wants to disappoint the group, and, and it's one of those things, you know. And I, I mean, I'm sure I got off subject, but like, uh, again, with the Chinese thing, nobody wants to step out line. You know, okay, so you know how in America we say like the the greasy or the the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Uh huh. I say that all the time. Okay, well, I, I am the squeaky wheel. Yeah, but yeah. in Asian cultures, it's the rough edges get ground down, or okay. the nail that sticks up gets hammered. They have an opposite perspective. If you stand out, people will take notice of you, and they might fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not necessarily that draconian, but and that—that's the way it probably should be. Yeah. But in America, we have this this society that's like, well, if you just fucking complain about it enough, someone will do something for you, you know. And that's sad. That's really like because then you, it's a learned response. Like I'm just not fucking happy. It's just about it me, though. Bill. It's about me. Come on. But who the fuck are most people? Me. <laughs> so again, with the solipsism. <laughs> It's just, there's no... Most people are completely worthless. Let's just, <laughs> Me! No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, so I understand that they need to get paid and they whatever, but, like, telemarketers, everybody knows that nobody wants to talk to telemarketers. Nobody wants to be a telemarketer. It's just this whole sect of society, billions of dollars spent either way, jipping old people out of their pensions or whatever, and, and nobody wants it to happen. The people in charge of that... Are the only people that want it to happen because they collect money. Everybody else. It's everybody loses except for those. Yeah, people. the five people. So it's the worst thing in the world. It sucks. So, so those people are essentially worthless. That whole sect of it—they're not doing anything. You know, I understand a need for most stuff in the world. Like, I totally get why you'd have a lawyer. I totally get why you'd have a realtor and all these things that aren't necessarily or or, or only tertiarily important as it pertains to life but I cannot for the life of me understand why anyone would need a telemarketer you never wake up in like a cold sweat like oh shit I need to buy a Kirby I need to buy what is it, life alert shit no but you get tricked into it weak willed individuals oh it's so sad I have no idea what we're talking about you asked me I don't remember no we were talking about new slogans for countries oh yeah so Mexico uh, you can never come back to Tijuana okay um um hey kids <laughs> the holidays are coming. Uh, get something for that man. You know, guys love vintage stuff. Cool guys love vintage stuff. Bama Pama Vintage. They've got vintage stuff. Vintage menswear and stuff for dudes, like vinyl and cufflinks and ties and just stuff for guys who realize that the mall kind of sucks. Google Bama Pama. B A M A P 
P-A-N-A. -A. You're going to find their Etsy shop and you're going to look around and see something that probably somebody on your holiday list wants. When you put it in the little shopping cart, the little uh, internet shopping cart, use the discount code SCOTCH to get 15% off. And they always use priority mail. So up till about like a week before Christmas, odds are you're going to get it in time for the holidays or whatever holiday you celebrate besides Christmas. Or locally, they do pop-up shops all over Orlando. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook and find out where they're going to be in Central Florida. Mention Scotch Good Conversation. Get 15% off. B-A-M-A-P-A-N-A -A -A Vintage. Google it, learn it, live it, love it. Shop there for the holidays. Your third and final question. Make it good. Go. Quick aside before we get into that. Okay. Uh, I will say, and I'm going to advertise for Bam Panda too. The I wanted to buy a corduroy suit from Bama Panna. <laughs> Who doesn't? And I was too fat to get into the thing. If if they still have it, yeah. buy it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a brown sort of tan corduroy suit. It's fucking phenomenal. Anyways, go, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's okay. I appreciate it's it. It's important. I know it is important. It's a corduroy suit. There's not enough corduroy in the world anymore. <laughs> that make that noise. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I love it. It's so good. And then you get the heat. Yes, yes. The, nobody always talks about the sound. You never talk about the, the heat, heat that's yeah, developed. The bell bottoms. Go. Hit yes. me. Last okay, one. so uh, what is the one object in your life that brings you the most brings you the most comfort? And what is the one innocuous and everyday autumn item that causes you the most discomfort? Um I, item and without going cheesy and like my like my wedding ring that makes me happy. Um I uh I really love my pillow. No, that's a lie. I my I, I have sleeping issues. I, I I don't sleep a lot, and I it, the littlest noises wake me up. So I have like lots of rituals, like because I'm crazy. So I, I have a sleeping mask, which we we call uh, nocturnal sleeping equipment. Right. Neds, and uh, and then I have earplugs because bugs can crawl on my ears. And then I have a is a, that a real concern of yours? Yes. And then I have I have a wave machine that that makes a kind of. How can you hear it over the earbuds? I don't know, but I have to have the two two things in. Okay. And then I also have a fan blowing on me that 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 also makes the wave machine you can't hear, and I can't hear the fan because of of the earplugs. And then I have two different pillows made out of memory foam, and one of them is a cool memory foam, and the other one is is, is a hot memory foam. No, no, it's it contoured shaped to my neck, but I don't use that anymore. That goes on the bottom. And then I have two no i don't two i have a a uh, a pillow that goes between my knees and then i have a stuffed animal that i sleep with because because i'm a little boy <laughs> um, i think i take issue least with the stuffed animal yeah well it was everything else is horrible it was something my wife bought me when we first got together so it, it, i'm okay with the stuffed animal yeah yeah everything it's, else it's is mr awful. lion he's got a voice he's 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 my son but uh All right. my my newest love well, we were going to go with pillow, but I think it's it's nocturnal sleeping equipment, my sleeping mask. Really? Because I don't I don't like light. I, I function better in the evening. You got to go to jail, man. Uh, no, I don't need to go. To, I would Hold be on. horrible. Let me, in jail. let me tell you this. Can you imagine it's how, not how quickly I'd be raped? And, and no one's going to rape you in regular county jail. But I'm very good looking. I'd get raped like you mad. are quite good looking, but nobody rapes anybody <laughs> in jail. I'd, I'd so, get raped three times. <laughs> just you. <laughs> yes. We never seen rape before. <laughs> He's the most rapeable. Raped. He's extra rapeable. <laughs> but Peter uh, Lonsworthy, extra rapeable. So second best podcast. 
Sonoma. Go. <laughs> one of the one of the things that I learned in jail <laughs> is how to sleep anywhere. Okay, no, that's 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 why you joined bands. That you don't, you should have just skipped being in jail and joined a punk rock band and toured around the world. I wish I'd met you earlier. Why right. are you in jail? Okay. <laughs> no vandalism. Uh, so when I I we was, talked about this in the last podcast. Yeah, when I was when I was I way forgot. younger, I'm still an adult, but um, yeah, I I vandalized some stuff. Okay, and got caught for it, and then the the following probation eventually oh. uh, landed me in jail on a few different occasions, <laughs> even though I committed no more crimes. Okay, just just the you, one. You just need a better lawyer. I couldn't afford any lawyer, okay, so it was so. just a public defender. So how many nights have you spent in the big house? Over a hundred days all in. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's too many. You never got raped? No. Nobody okay. rapes anybody in county. I, I think, think they do. In Everyone's my, just trying to get out of jail, man. No one's raping anybody. <laughs> I, I, in, my, in my head, it's just rape. Just, that's, no. that's the only reason. That's I'm, a prison thing. I, that, that's, that's the only reason I've ever been a good boy. Like, I just that's rape? I, I just don't want to get raped. It just sounds horrible. It just sounds painful, and I would never poop the same. I think they call that contrition. I, I, if you think I have sleeping problems, you see, there's a myriad of poopy problems. Like That's a ritual-filled so thing. So you need to work till you're exhausted. And eat ferments, <laughs> okay, I guess. and then you have no poopy, sleepy problems. <laughs> I see. I've, I've never worked a hard day in my life. Um, third, uh, this is something new, and uh, I forgot about this. I'm gonna You're not going to make me read that diary thing again. No, 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 no. But this is just as fun. I forgot you read the diary. I'm going to hand you this. Don't say what it is. I don't even know what it is. Okay, it, it's um. Uh, this, oh, all right. This is Bama Pama show. Uh, Bama Pama. Oh, that's the last commercial. This is Scotch and Good Conversation show and tell. And I, I handed you something. Mm-hmm. And without saying what it is exactly, okay. describe what's in your hands for a little while so the people in the Physically? audience can guess guess what it is. All right. So I would say that it's about 20 inches tall, uh-huh. an inch thick, and maybe 14 inches wide. Okay. It's bound on one side. Uh, it is one color, and you can open it. Okay. It's made of metal, apparently, too. Okay. Did you look through it a little bit? Uh, the first couple pages, I think I know who wrote this. Yeah. Came out in the late 80s, early 90s, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, it doesn't actually have their name. No. All right, well, that's pretty graphic. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's also in French. Is it? Yeah, because I couldn't afford the American version. This is all in English right here. Oh yeah, it's a lot of the other stuff. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, it just made me feel bad. Yeah. So, so without describing what I'm holding, that uh, I've never been a fan of the idea of group sex. <laughs> but just there's too many dicks in the room. You know yeah, what I mean? It's not so bad. No, I, you know, but like it just. You, you've been in prison. So I, I've there's a lot thing. of jerking off in prison. There's not a lot of sex. So you didn't say that. Was there did, did, did a lot of jerking off? Like guys just jerking off, like right next to you? Yes, full of dudes. Dudes jerk off. Ew. A lot. So I think that I don't. I'm not comfortable with that either. Well, I mean, you, you don't have a prison. Yeah. A lot. I mean, because I jerk the off same amount I do now. So you jerk off just the amount of time that you do now. So if I jerked off three times a day. You jerk off three times a day in prison, or do you yeah, stifle it's it? It's jail, first of all. Okay, I, I keep. I know jail. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys have done the hard time. You can, you know, the hierarchy of this thing. But I, I, I don't, I don't. I'm, it's all prison to me, dude. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so prison's probably a lot more jerking off because you have your own area and more rape. Yeah, probably. Rape. A lot more sexual activity of all stripes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so back, back to the thing. 
And uh, are you offended by this? Because I, no. I meant it to be shocking. So no, I I don't yeah. know if you looked. I mean, probably wouldn't be on the internet. But I when I was eighteen or nineteen, I worked present. at a I worked at Bob's Video. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you remember what that was. It was a porn store that was sure. masquerading as an erotic bookstore. Okay, that sounds fun. It was, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought I'd be desensitized to pornography after that, but no. It's totally, so great, totally right? okay. Yeah. I love pornography. It's great. Yeah. Okay, do you want to tell the kids what that is? So, uh, okay, if you're guessing, you can write down your guess and send them to Scotch. I don't know. I, I don't know what I was trying to do with this. I just I couldn't think of the question, so I, I, picked, I picked up something gross. I don't know that this is gross. It's I've never, I've never seen this before. But I did, I did know who it was immediately yeah, yeah. because I think that's the only person that wrote. But it's Madonna's Sex, uh-huh. which was written like the, the early '90s, I think. I think so. It was like '93 or '94. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she's she's one of those ones that that has been able to transcend sexuality for a few different decades, at least until. I guess Ray of Light came out. That was really the end of the road. She was British somehow. Yeah, yeah. And her arms were weird. Yeah, yeah. It's muscular. Sinewy. Yeah, Pilates. She does a lot of Pilates. So gross. She looks like beef jerky a little bit. Yeah, but she was actually born on the same day as my dad. Okay. Wow. Okay. Everything. Wow. Your dad could have... Madonna could have been your mom. I don't know about all that. Okay. Different yeah. different states. I don't I don't know what made me grab that. I was like, this will be funny. It's Where did you pick this up? I bought it on eBay a long time ago. Oh. It's worth uh, three times what I paid for it. So three dollars. I'm investing in art. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so maybe next week we'll we'll do another continuation of show and tell on Scotch a Good Conversation with the Weird Shit in My House. Um question number seven for you, XE. It's yeah, seven. Um who do you know that I don't know who can come in and do this? I think I don't. I don't know if I, I had the last person. Who do you say last time? Do you remember? Jordan. Jordan. Jordan Cooper from Sugar Top. You never had him in. No, no. Sugar Top is your farm. Is that a farm? It's I'm... one of the farms. We we it's it's a really cool relationship that we've been able to develop over time. Yeah. Uh, we first met when I was at Bison Orlando, and um, he's he's helped me grow in my in my search to get different vegetables, and and I think that I've helped him to a certain degree kind of refine what um, creative people are looking for and what might be interesting um, to the point now where we work in harmony when it comes to like what I want to have grown and I have a whole I have my a section in his farm that's just mine that's really cool Um, and uh, yeah it's been a really great relationship I went to their wedding yeah um, Jordan and Jess they're expecting as of uh, oh, that's so nice. the end of the month or something, maybe yeah. two months. Well, I'll, I'll have to look them up. Like I, yeah. I think I, at the, the beginning, of all this, even back in the '60s, which seems like such a long time ago, when the '60s year episodes, I was still like just kind of frantically running around and, right. and grabbing. Uh, yeah, we'll have him in. That'll be good. And he's sort of local dude. He, he lives on a he's farm in, someplace. Uh, yeah, he lives in Mount Dora. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I remember when you were on the your your last episode you said literally you get vegetables and fruits and stuff vegetables I guess mm. that they're still warm from the sun yeah. from the morning which is really there's something sexy about that as if vegetables can be sexy but that that's really cool there, it's a really amazing process yeah. I mean if I had to give a shout out this time it would be Seth my uh, uh, sous chef I don't know how you put it he's the, my protege yeah or whatever um my mentee. Okay. But uh, no, he's really talented. He's one of the best uh, saute mechanics I've ever worked with. Saute mechanics? Like a saute cook. Like his, his, he can run a station. There's like one better person that I've ever known. Saute mechanics also is a good name for a breakdance crew. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why they said that. It just Fair sounds enough. cool. Um, 
Thank you. Have fun. I'm yeah, glad, I'm glad you came in. Is it over already? I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. All right. We'll tell the kids about Orlando Meats one more time. So Orlando Meats is at 728 Virginia Avenue. Avenue mm-hmm. sounds right. I don't know. Uh, no one knows. Nobody. <laughs> There's no uh, way to find out. So <laughs> full uh, full service butcher shop, whole animals, uh, all of it locally raised, pastured. Uh, also a restaurant serving breakfast and lunch, brunch on Sundays. Uh, Daily menu changes. Uh, we have a burger that's quite popular. It's fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been there once. I mean, I, I can't get the burger out of my head. Like it, it's it's it's. I just want to make love to your hamburger. I mean, I don't know if I've ever said that to another. Not guy. in the restaurant. No, no, that'd be bad. I could take it home. Yeah. It, it is medium rare, so it's good. Mm. Yeah. Still, still lukewarm in the middle. There, <laughs> like me. There, there, there will be links in the show notes and probably on my Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having I, me again. I, I love you. I love you too. Um, I want to thank my buddy CJ Mask for writing the haunting theme of Scotch and Good Conversation. By the time you hear this. CJ no longer lives in Orlando and it breaks my heart. He's like one of my best good buddies and he moved to Nashville, Tennessee. So if you're listening in Tennessee and you need a musician to play at your bar or you need somebody to run sound for your band or you need somebody to record some music, get at me. I will hook you up with CJ because he is the man. He can do just about anything if it involves Music. I want to remind you that this episode and every episode is brought to you by Bama Pama Vintage. B A M A P A N A Vintage. Vintage menswear and dude stuff. Red Light, Red Light, the best beer bar in the world. Located at 2810 Kareen Drive in Orlando. Go there and tell them that we sent you. And La Femme du Fomage, located in the East End Market, up the street from Red Light, Red Light at 3210 Kareen Drive. If you enjoyed the podcast, if you like us, if you like Elliot, if you like Orlando Meats, Share the word. Tell somebody. Put it up on Facebook. Get a Skywriter. Tell your friends. Talk to your friends and say, hey, cool podcast. Got you a good conversation. You should listen to it. Subscribe and leave us a review. Give us a call. 407-965-5557. Scotch and good conversation at gmail.com. Email us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Elliot, you're my friend. I love you. You're my you're my good we buddy. We are friends. All right. Say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. All right. You kids, uh, go outside and play. All right. And uh, talk to each other and hug fuck each other. And what? Huh? No, I'm sorry. Did you say fuck that? <laughs> Going outside is overrated. <laughs> go outside and play. Look, look at the sun. It's nice outside. Be friends with each other. Love each other. Talk to each other. All right. You guys, peace. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Production.